You're listening to Orms Air, the Orms podcast, an open space where we discuss everything photographic and invite you to step inside our world of photography. For over 20 years, Orms has been the creative's go-to for all things photographic. From the best gear to breathtaking display options, visit ormsdirect.co.za for everything you need. Let's get chatting with Dion Yubab and Rachel Reeves. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of Orms Air, the Orms podcast. This podcast has felt like a dream right up until this very moment right here, because what makes it real is the fact that you're listening to us. You're joining us in this conversation and you're here. So thank you for being here and for joining us and for listening to the first ever episode of Orms Air. For this first all-important episode of Orms Air, we thought we would jump right into quite a tricky topic. Um, Dion, what are we discussing today? So the topic that we've chosen is Mm -hmm. literally the age-old question, what is a photographer? What makes you a photographer? What sets uh, someone who just snaps holiday pictures Mm -hmm. apart from someone who can truly sit back and call themselves a photographer? Yeah, who uses the label and sort of Absolutely. takes Owns it, it and is allowed to have it. I Indeed. think that's the important part of yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. So quite an interesting topic. I think we're going to borrow your time mm. for a little bit, but join us. It's going to be good. Yeah. Let's jump in. So if you've listened to episode zero of Orms Air, the Orms podcast, you'll know that I'm quite attached to words. I'm a word person. Like that's my comfort zone, my safety. So when I start looking at a topic or wanting to understand something, I sort of look at the root of the thing. And for a lot of things, this is a word. So I've basically gone and looked in the dictionary and sort of found the definition of the word photographer. And I'm going to share that with you now. So when we look at the dictionary definition of the word photographer, it seems pretty straightforward Um, The definition is, a photographer is defined as somebody who takes photographs as a job or a hobby. Seems pretty simple, pretty straightforward, pretty cut and dry. So I think here what's interesting to note is that the emphasis in this definition is being placed on the act of taking photographs and not the sort of intention the photographer has with the images, but just the act of snapping a shot, you know, sort of taking an image. And then we can sort of go further into that word Um, if we look at the entomology of it. Yeah, so basically, if you take the word photograph and you look at the Greek Greek roots of the word and how the word is made up, phos, the first part of the word, um, means light, and graph means representation by means of drawing or lines. So essentially, the word photograph, if you unpack it and dissect it, the word technically means painting with light, which I'm sure is a phrase that we're all very familiar with. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where it comes from, which I find quite interesting. But yeah, so that's sort of where the definition is at. That sort of sets the pace, I think, for most of our our understandings of what a photographer is. Obviously, this is completely out of context, and it's just a little bit of of a baseline, I think, where we should start with our discussion going forward. If the word photography refers only to the act of capturing an image and doesn't refer to the... The intention behind it, or yeah. the motivation, yeah. Or what you're capturing that image on. Mm. If we're going solely based on this definition, then surely the gear does not make the photographer. Mm. And in the same breath, somebody with a smartphone 
could is capture it? an image. Correct, and, and be a photographer. photographer. Yes. Yeah. By definition. But I think we'll, we should go a little bit further mm. and see what happens. I actually read a really interesting article. Now, don't, Dion thinks this is hilarious. Um, it's, it was on Photography Life, and it was entitled The Fallacy of Talent. And the author's name of the article is Alpha Whiskey. <laughs> I wish I had a cool name like that. Yeah, I mean, don't we all? <laughs> I suppose, I mean, it's not too late. We can always change our names. I would go for Charlie Bravo, though. Charlie Bravo. Okay, Charlie cool. Bravo. Every day. I can't think of one right now. <laughs> I quite like my name, actually. <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. Um, okay, so Alpha Whiskey, who argues that talent is not necessarily present within photographers and it is not needed to create moving images. But what is needed, however, is an understanding of the craft as well as the want to continue learning and growing within said craft. I find that quite poignant. And I think it's, it really, really um, sort of, for me, ties up that idea that, yes, you, you, I mean, obviously it would be great if you had innate talent and you mm. were born sort of with the eye. But again, the passion, having a passion for something and wanting to create something and seeing the intent and pushing towards it is really a very important step. Yeah. And sort of working towards it, I suppose, yeah, and like that, developing those That desire skills. to want to keep going, yeah. keep improving, keep yeah. getting better. Exactly. Mm. So, I mean, surely we could all, we could all, we could say that to all amateur photographers, essentially. Mm. Like, if you are wanting to call yourself a photographer, if that is something that you're wanting to do, if you keep working at it and you sort of you know, feed and nurture your creative side. Absolutely. But then it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold up. It sounds like Jess, our producer, has something to add to the situation. Jess? Yes. Okay. Do you have some thoughts? Yeah, so last year um, at CTSP, we, we had a, a lecture where we watched yeah. an interview with Martin Scorsese, um, and he spoke about how he read very little as a child. His family like yeah. wasn't that into books, but they had the what they called... I know, it's terrible, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had um, what he refers to as a visual tradition mm-hmm. in his family. He was like really sickly as a kid, so he didn't play a lot of sports yeah. or do anything like that, but he watched a lot of TV and okay. a lot of cinema. Yeah, and he, be- he began to realize um, that there was what he-, he referred to as another kind of intelligence yeah. at work in the way that filmmakers controlled the eye of the viewer. And while he didn't understand it at the time, he was actually like learning the visual language of filmmaking. He actually yeah. even refers to it as a vocabulary, which is yeah. what I find so fascinating. It's like actually a language and a way of communicating. And he then, later on in the interview, he kind of talks about the um, importance of reaching people at a young age Mm -hmm. in order to shape their minds so that they can critically assess images and how to interpret them. Like something he he said specifically is, like, you need to know how ideas and emotions are expressed through a visual form. It, it like, goes back to the whole thing of what you were talking about Mm. with... um, like kind of nurturing yourself creatively and yeah, like working totally. on stuff. The point I wanted to make was that I don't think you need to be born with an innate ability to create effective mm. imagery. Like I think that the majority of great visual storytellers aren't yeah. actually. I think that the power kind of lies in like actively cultivating your eye mm-hmm. and building a rich visual vocabulary by exposing yourself to like the finest craftsmanship yeah. available in photography and cinema yeah. and art. It's almost like if that's your language, you exactly, need to nurture it. Exactly, exactly. It's like it's a beautiful you know, sentiment. No, it's exactly that. It's a it's like what you feed on is mm. what you become. Yeah. It's literally that whole idea. 
what you consume, you're mm. more likely to create yeah. stuff that is like that. You know, so if, and I know that anecdotally it's true, like from yeah. just watching myself basically, because I only started like leveling up my productions mm. creatively when I kind of turned away from feeding on what I call junk food content yeah. <laughs> and instead like made an active effort to like intelligently um, consume like visual mm. work of like a higher caliber of creativity and production yeah. and all of that. So so you're consciously consuming because exactly. you know that it nourishes and nurtures your creative yeah, side it's far better than, like you said, the junk food yes, sort of content. Exactly that. If you only watch terrible stuff with yeah. like no visual literacy, that's all you're going to produce. Yeah. You're never going to like be exposed to all this other wonderful stuff. So that was the point that I wanted to make with that. <laughs> Because there was another very interesting quote that I found that actually follows on from exactly... Well, I feel like it ties into it. It's more about there being sort of a set of rules that you need to follow. Like technical oh, yeah. aspects and rules, yeah. Yeah. That you need to follow um, to so, yeah, sort of make your, your image an image, essentially. Um, and these obviously will change on, based on the subject matter and what you're sort of creating and what your intent is. But the technical aspects need to be followed um, to keep the label of photographer from being blurred towards the realm of artist. So is there, do you think that there's a, there's a danger of it? Is he sort of saying that a photographer isn't an artist? I think he's hinting at the fact that to clearly define the two things between art, so artist versus photographer, and obviously photographers are artists, they create art. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think with art, there is no, and I mean art is quite a broad term, mm, it covers mm. a lot of things, but I think with art there is no set of technical must-dos, must-have skills that you need to have in order to create your art. Yeah. But with photography there is. And obviously you have to have a, an understanding of your equipment and your gear yeah. and the technicalities behind it. Correct. So you, you need to be able to yeah. manipulate that. Ex ex exactly, mm. yeah. So you need to be able to think about your intent, keep your intent in your mind, then create what you are seeing mm. and use the technology that you have available to you to grow and push your intent onto your viewers. I find that quite an interesting idea as well. So it's not all about, well, I don't know, is it all about the technology? No, but the technology definitely helps. It does, yeah. Absolutely. Um, at the end of the day, photography is still just exposing light onto a sensor. Yeah. And the better your technology is, the easier that process becomes. Yeah. Um, and it becomes more accessible. Yes, yeah. Um, but your, crea your creativity comes into how you manipulate that very mm -hmm. simple process and the tech behind it to create what your vision is, what yeah. you want to see. So if we go back, can I just step a couple of uh, steps back there mm -hmm. to accessibility? Okay. So now if we look at... I don't know if this is dangerous territory. Um, yeah. If we look at sort of cameras versus smartphones in the essence that smartphones are more accessible okay. and do give people more of an opportunity to capture images mm -hmm. and then sort of, I don't know, ignite that passion. Because, I mean, you can. You can, Absolutely. You can change your a lot of settings on your iPhone. Yeah, definitely. And use it. I mean, you can capture some pretty great images on an iPhone. Mm. I mean, let's take, um, what's his name, Dale Uterman, for example. He created that whole um, under democracy. Is it under democracy? I think. <laughs> On his iPhone 4. I yeah. mean, and 
I suppose the images again they're I, I think we, yeah, we look at an image and I will personally, I look at an image and I think it's great because it makes me feel something. Yeah. I and mean, that's exactly what that, that series does. Modern cell phone quality, mm. especially the way that we view images these days. Yeah, you I know, think that's another interesting yeah, thing. I mean, you, you view them in a digital format. Yeah. And a modern cell phone, when viewed on a digital screen, mm. is almost indistinguishable from a you know, 100,000 Rand DSLR. Yeah. Um, but it again comes back to that intention yeah. behind it. Um, my mother has a cell phone mm-hmm. and she takes hundreds of pictures of, you know, my brother's children. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make her a photographer because the intent is purely just to capture and to mm-hmm. document. Mm-hmm. It is not mm-hmm. to have an effect mm-hmm. on anybody else. Yeah, so I suppose most of most of the um, self-label photographers on our social media platforms, I suppose we could just pop off a few like Instagram, okay, etc. Necessarily wouldn't be photographers if you are just snapping pictures of your food or your cat or your boyfriend. But there is an intention behind that, though. There is an intention, but what yeah. is the intention? The intention is to gain followers. Is that the only intention, though? If you do it on social media, then surely, yes. I suppose it's also very different across platforms. Yeah. So I think Instagram is very much, I mean, it's image, it's only images and videos now. But, yeah, so I mean, I suppose you could use it as a social platform to share with your followers, Mm -hmm. not necessarily garner likes or whatever, whatever. I don't know, but that's also changing. They're taking away the likes now and the follower accounts. Okay. Or they're testing it at the moment, which is Fair quite enough. interesting. Yeah. So does, does that change? Does that change the intent then? If that, if that aspect of it is removed. But you will still be able to, in some way, mm. monetize it. Yeah, this is true. You know, and the moment you can monetize it and mm-hmm. there's, there's that potential for gain behind it, mm-hmm. then, then yes, then that becomes an intention. Yeah. But surely the intent should be within the image that you're creating. Or is the in, are you saying the, the intent, or in your opinion, the intent extends along to... If the intent is to capture an image and then monetize it, Surely that's in the realm of professional photographer. Absolutely. Okay, so we are saying that people who post... I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything bad about Instagram. I love Instagram as a platform. just like that to be known. Mm-hmm. But we are saying essentially that if somebody takes a photograph of their dinner, for example, mm. with the intent to monetize that... Yes. They are a photographer. Absolutely. Okay. If you take pictures of every you know cup of coffee that yeah. you have but your intention is to use that to gain followers mm. to then monetize your account mm. then absolutely then you are a professional photographer by the very definition yeah. yes you would be a professional photographer um i feel like there are a lot of angry people probably <laughs> about yes because <that>, <laughs> i feel like that is the most annoying thing for professional photographers you know because that i feel like I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Instagram no. or posting on Instagram or monetizing Instagram. It's great. And if you are able to do that, 
you know, do it to the best of yes. your ability. But I think there are a lot of professional photographers who feel like the word photographer and the photography pool has been diluted by that. Because, you know what I mean? Like, if you can take a smartphone and snap a couple of images... True. And again, I'm not saying there's anything... And that is, again, the definition of phot photograph and photography mm -hmm. and a photographer. But, you know what I mean? I, it, does it lose its technical skill behind it then? No, it doesn't. It doesn't, does it? No. I don't think so. Because a true photographer mm. would absolutely be able to take a better image, be it with a cell phone, yes. and be it of a cup of coffee, yeah. than, for example, I would be able to. Yeah. You know? Um, and... Because they have the technical skill, Correct. knowledge. And at the end of practice. the day, yeah. what really is the difference between your cell phone and Instagram mm -hmm. than a digital camera? Um, you know, it is, it is, again, simply a tool that facilitates mm -hmm. that intent that you have in creating an image. Well, I mean, if you, yeah, if you, if, I suppose when we, you said earlier the way we view images has completely changed. Absolutely. We're no longer, not that we're not lo no longer going to galleries, but mm. I mean, obviously we are, but we're more frequently and more likely to view it online. Correct. Because that is something that connects the entire world, essentially. Absolutely. And yeah. it's, it's created that proliferation mm. of the art form. I love that um, word. <laughs> such a good word. I mean, for, for the first time in mm. human history... You can take your cell phone out of your pocket and you can scroll through hundreds of millions yeah. of images. Yeah, from and all around the world. From all around the world, some of them magnificent mm. pieces of art. Yeah. You know, where previously you would have had to go to museums and galleries exactly, yeah. and it's, it's just made it so accessible. And yeah. At, yeah. Its, at its very core, that drives the art form of photography forward. It does, yeah. Because the more exposure you have to it, you know, if you are a true artist in mm. the field, the more exposure you have to it, the more you want to learn, the more you want to improve yourself. Yeah, and the more you can learn. Absolutely. Essentially. Mm. So our producer Jess just brought up a very, very interesting idea or point of discussion. Mm. The difference between taking and making an image. Yeah, because we've sort of been hinting at it. But yeah, we let's have. Let's just I think, define it. Yeah, and I think yeah. we've both, we both sort mm. of used the words, we've used chosen chosen to use the words Correct. in very different ways. Yeah. Because we've obviously, I mean, obviously we're not just we're not these vast mountains of knowledge we've done research you know we've sort of thought about this for a while now we've sort of <laughs> maybe planned not dion because dion doesn't script anything um but definitely me because yeah um so yeah what is what is your idea of the difference between taking and making an image so for me mm -hmm. taking an image is simply seeing something mm -hmm. Taking, be it my phone or my camera or whatever, yeah. pointing it in that direction, snapping a picture, purely because I want to remember something. Yeah. Or I want to just document something, yeah. be it to share it with my family or just to keep it for myself. Mm -hmm. For me, the act of making an image is putting effort in behind yeah. that creation. Um, you know, be it, um, as we would discussing just now, um, mm -hmm. posing models and, yeah. you know, dressing a set and lighting it properly, mm -hmm. or whether it is, you know, simply picking a position in the street when you're doing some street yeah. photography and waiting for the opportune moment where someone walks past to create an image that you put some forethought into. Yeah. Um, or 
you know, moving your cup of coffee in the coffee shop so that the Two sun hits it. To the left. Exactly, yeah. so that the sun hits it just mm. right so that you can get that perfect shot. Yeah. That's making an image for me. Mm. It's very true. Mm. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you are creating art. Absolutely. Yeah, you're putting Absolutely. your intention in there. Correct. You're putting yeah. your intention in and you're manipulating the technology or the tool at hand mm. to create what your vision is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe the... I think the difference between those two is obviously making an image is more technical skill. There's an intent there. Mm. There's, you know, you're, you're actually thinking about it. When you're taking an image, it's a quick snap. It's sort of an easier thing. You're not putting too much thought into it. Correct. Yeah? Yeah. So maybe that, maybe that affects the way that we think about these things. You know, because taking an image, you don't necessarily, necessarily remember it. You don't necessarily want to remember it. Yeah. But with making an image, you're putting a lot of time and effort into it. So Correct. you're going to want to remember it. So maybe we treat those two things differently because of the weight that we place on them. I don't know. Hmm. What do you think? I think I actually have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Five years later, Dion comes back. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> Shaman, I'm sorry. I keep like asking you these questions and Dion currently has um, the flu. Although he's oh, doing exceptionally yeah. well. I think we're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that creating and making it, though. Or, or, taking, or and taking and making. Taking and making. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely factors into our broader point here. Yes. You know, um, and I, it doesn't even necessarily distinguish the difference between a professional and an amateur. Yeah, I was just thinking that as well. Yeah. Um, but it definitely creates that distinction where you're talking about who is a photographer. Mm. You know, um, at the end of the day, both an amateur and a professional would make an image because they're interested in photography. Correct. Because Correct. they have the passion and the drive to towards it. Yes. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Mm. So I think maybe just yeah. If you, I think maybe if you if you have this this want and this need to grab the idea or the title of photographer, you have the passion already. Correct. So maybe there isn't so much a difference between amateur photographers not being allowed or getting a little bit of hate from the photography community or professional photographers. Yeah. Um, so maybe the difference isn't between amateur and professional. Maybe it's between the makers and the takers. Maybe. So we've just coined a new phrase, guys. <laughs> are you a maker or are you a taker? Quite interesting. This is Orms Air and I'm your host, Dion Bad. Remember that subscribing to our podcast on iTunes is the quickest and easiest way for you to give us a thumbs up and to let us know that you enjoy chatting with us about everything photographic. If you take yeah. it one step further, yeah. right? if you are an amateur photographer, mm -hmm. do you refer to yourself as a photographer? Yes. Or do you? I think you do. I think people, people, do, people do use the label flippantly. And I don't think it should be used flippantly. See, I'm going to differ with you there. Okay. Because okay. I, I don't think people use it. You don't. Just randomly, no. I think when you refer to yourself as a photographer, mm. that truly comes from your identity of yourself yeah. and what you do as a profession. Yes, but yeah, so I was just going to say that. Yeah. 
what is the context in which you get asked that question? Correct. What do you do? People, or, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Along those lines. And it's always, I feel, I feel, I mean, maybe this is just in my experience, but when people are referring to themselves as photographers, it is usually in the line of profession. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that, and I do think that amateur people, okay, again, we need to define what a professional photographer yes. is versus an amateur photographer. So we've, Dion and I did quite a bit of research into this um, because it is, I mean, it's, it's not something that is defined. There is no sort of point yeah. system. Yeah, there's no, there's no line that you cross one yeah. day and you're all of a sudden a professional photographer. Welcome. Here's yeah. your welcome back yeah. sort of vibe. No. That, yeah, so we basically have, have had to look a lot into um, finding a lot of different sources that sort mm -hmm. of give us an idea or even a broader and understanding. Talk to a lot of people. Yeah, if you talk to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, we've sort of come up with a, a little set of rules, maybe. Do you want to yeah. call them rules? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about it as, like, diagnostic criteria. <laughs> like, I diagnose you with professional photographer. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Welcome. <laughs> okay, so one of, the, one of the interesting things that I found about defining yourself as a professional photographer or the definition of a professional photographer is um, the, the approach you have towards your work. Okay. So do you, for example, um, approach your photographic work with the same attitude that you would if you're a lawyer approaching a new case? You know what I mean? Do you take it, is it that level of seriousness? Is it, I'm going to have fun with this, but also, you know, I need to, this is my, my intention that I need to get across. This is my artistic view that I need to portray. So you're taking it seriously, you're sort of, I don't, yeah, like learning all that you can, finding all of the technical aspects and all of the techniques that you can learn. Mm. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I thought was quite interesting and worth mentioning. I do. I, and I think I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Because um, if you are going to do photography as a profession. Yes. Then surely you need to put that same amount of preparation yeah. into it. Essentially, you need to act like it's your profession. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Whether yeah. whether that brings you money and mm -hmm. puts puts food on the table or yeah. not, if you approach it in such a manner, yeah, then yes. So if we think about the law of attraction as an example, we are told within this law that what you put out into the universe, what you what you want, what you work towards, you will receive. Mm. I mean, obviously, this is. It's quite a it's quite an airy fairy sort of idea. Maybe not something that everyday people believe in or work towards. But I think if you look at the um, the structure of it, it's, it's it does make sense. I mean, if you if you want to be a professional photographer, if you want to take photographs for a living, you can't just sort of sit there and not do anything about it unless you yeah. work towards it. Unless you work extremely hard to gain some skills and sort of push your boundaries and push your vision and exercise that skill, you're not going to get there. Yeah, if you, if you never put in the hard work and the long hours, yes, exactly. just like, as you said earlier, just like with any other profession, yeah. um, you are simply never going to get there. Yeah, exactly. Um, put out being a professional photographer mm. and, yeah, hopefully you'll get there. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are steps that you can take. This is not something that we're going to sort of help you along yeah. with. But there have been countless blogs written about it on Orms Connect. I'm sure we've spoken about it on Orms TV before. 
you know, there's various, various and uh, multiple spaces in which you can gain sort of guidance into going into photography professionally. But I think we're just sort of talking more about the idea and the meaning behind the word photographer. Yeah, and in this instance specifically, yeah. what it is that makes you a professional photographer versus an amateur photographer. Yeah. So how do you how do you get to that point mm -hmm. where you when somebody asks you, "Hey, what do you do?" Yeah. You answer with, "I'm a photographer." Well, I suppose you would have to one of the one of the key points here that I think we both agreed on when we chatted about it mm. um, was there has to be some form of exchange of payment for your skill set. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yes. yes. Okay. So obviously, this is not the key defining factor. A professional photographer no, can't say a professional photographer doesn't necessarily get paid for their work because obviously they do. Not necessarily. Okay. Um, I mean, what if you are a photographer mm -hmm. and you're working for an NGO? Yeah. For example, um, or you are a photographer, but you know, the pure purpose behind your work is to document some struggle happening out in the world and mm -hmm. then presenting that to people. You're not necessarily getting paid for that, mm -hmm. but that is definitely your passion and your purpose in life. Okay. I get, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, I suppose you think you, you think profession, or when I think profession specifically, mm. my, my sort of go-to is if somebody says they are a photographer and they are, meaning that they're a professional photographer, generally that conversation happens when somebody asks, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And a living essentially does mean payment or being compensated for your time and your skill set. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I guess, if you are going to be yeah. a full-time professional photographer... Okay, yeah, but full-time yeah. is there as well. That's, yeah, okay. true. Yes, yeah. this is, yeah, then totally. Mm. Yeah, then, I mean, then you have to get paid at some point. Yeah for that to actually make a living from it. Mm. Mm. So when I was um, when I was sort of looking into um, what the differences are between professional and amateur photographer, um, obviously there's there's a lot of information available online. It's not generally listed in a clean cut format. So mm. we're sort of taking examples and picking pieces of information and putting them together in a way that makes sense to us and obviously using our own sort of experiences within this field. But the one piece of information that I found that I found quite interesting was the distinction between professional and amateur photographer as presented in the rules of a photographic competition, which was hosted by the Washington Post um, okay. in 2017. And their sort of distinction that they had was um, that a professional photographer was anybody who makes more than 50% of their annual income from photography. So that's the way that they defined the difference. Obviously, the competition was only open for amateur photographers. That's why they needed to define what okay. the difference was. But I found that quite an interesting sort of little piece of information, especially at the Washington Post. I feel like they're quite a respected publication. Mm. Yeah, it leans a little bit yeah. of gravitas to it. Yeah, um, exactly. I I quite like that idea, yeah. actually. Like a sort of setting a, setting a bit of a bar to it. Yeah. Um, so there is sort of a, a yardstick that yeah, you're I being mean, measured. If, if I'm going to relate it to myself, mm -hmm. you know, if I, you know, I have my day job, if I happen to 
you know, shoot a wedding on a weekend. Yeah. You know, but somebody asks me, hey, what do you do? I'm not going to say I'm a photographer. Yeah. You know, um, because I'm not. Yeah. In my opinion. In your opinion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, but what, okay. So, yes, because do you feel that because you spend more time, um, as you put it, in your day job, do you feel that it's the, it's the compensation from the day job that makes you not? No. That's your profession? No. It's the amount yeah. of effort that I put into mm. it. So it's the skill set. Correct. Yeah. It's the skill set and it's that drive to keep wanting to improve. Mm. You know, yes, of, you know, you would want to improve your photographic skill set yeah. as well. But you have that drive to improve the one that puts food on the table exactly, essentially yeah. at the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. So your sort of professional skill set is more important. I mean, obviously, the passion that you have for, for photography isn't sort of... It can't be, well, it can be monetized, but in this instance, it's not being monetized. Correct. To the full extent. Okay, cool. Mm. So if we're talking about putting in the effort and putting in the mm. long hours and, you know, kind of working towards being a professional photographer, mm. then I think the other thing we need to touch on is just pure technical ability. Yes. Um, and whether there's a certain level of technical proficiency that you would require to be considered a... Professional prof- photographer. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to reference Jess now. Um, I think our producer Jess said it perfectly earlier when we're having this discussion. There is a level of technical skill and work quality, I want to call it, probably not the right wording, but quality of work. Mm. Oh, yeah. Let's just rephrase that. That goes, that people come to expect when hiring a professional photographer. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if we're, so if we're talking about, Payment as well as aesthetic quality, then those two things do need to go together when when referencing professional work versus amateur work. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. So, yes. I mean, you have a, um, from or just from how we were talking about mm. it, you, I mean, you have a, a sense of visual literacy. Yes. And you have a creative idea that you wish to put yes, forth. Yes. But at the same time, you need a certain level of technical ability, technical know-how mm-hmm. to use the tools at hand, i.e. your camera, your lenses, mm-hmm. your studio flashes, whatever it may be, yeah. to then go out and actually produce that yeah. and produce it to a satisfactory quality um, where, you know... Be People it, are willing to pay you. Yeah, or yeah, or buy it, or yeah. use it in publication, or yeah. you know, in in some way, you know, attach a value to it. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, obviously, depending on what your intention or what your um, market is, mm. whatever the end goal is, you need to have, like you said, a level of technical proficiency to turn a vision into a reality. Absolutely. Okay. So, do you think that is a learned skill? Do you think that's a a set of okay yes i think very much that part of it is something Mm. that anybody can learn if you put in the time you put in the effort yeah to learn the tools of the trade then absolutely for me it's that initial you know Mm. spark of creativity that vision yeah yeah that initial vision that can't necessarily be taught Taught, in a book or a youtube video or you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah, or a or a class. I mean, there there has to be a little bit of an innate creative ability within you. So then, I think we have to obviously look back at the skills that we are 
born with, I suppose we would say born with, well, not necessarily born with, but the skills, the creative skills within us that are nurtured or mm -hmm. um, focused on being nurtured from a young age. As our producer Jess mentioned, the idea that growing up in a family where you, where creative skills are valued high, highly versus okay. sort of maybe more um, academic skills. If we're using that sort of, I'm just doing hand motions with my hands now. Um, if, we're, if we're using that sort of analogy here, um, where parents or the people that raise you focus their attention more on sort of developing and nurturing your creative skills over your academic skills, then maybe that's not necessarily something that you're born with, but something that is born into you mm. or sparked within you because of sort of nurturing environment that you grew up with. I think that's quite an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, Absolutely. where we're not necessarily born with an eye, but yes. we are we're sort of nurtured and created in a in a space where that is a very important sort of mm. aspect to have. And then I think naturally you would go on to sort of um, wanting to exercise that and grow it as far as you can and you would look towards the technical aspects and sort of learn that to add to your already innate skill. Mm. Um, mm. I want to jump in there mm. and also just add that this might be one of the one creative mediums where you don't necessarily need to be creative mm. to be a professional photographer. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you, if you take, you know, not to offend anybody or anything mm. like that, but say, for example, you look at just the most basic form of product photography as an example yes yeah. you know you don't necessarily need an extremely high level of creativity to be able mm -hmm. to do that but you do need quite a high level of technical prowess yes definitely um so yeah i just wanted to just wanted to throw that in there mm, yeah mm. Well, i mean I, I yeah i i wouldn't again not to offend anybody product yeah. photographers we're not we're not aiming at you yeah, on this no, one we love you guys yes we do we definitely yeah. do i think we might be ready to sort of Close this off. Okay, to wrap it all up. Yeah, to wrap it all up in a nice little ribbon. Maybe not a nice little ribbon. No, no. Because this mm. is not the last episode of Game of Thrones. No. Um, so, and Dion. No matter how you cut it, mm. it's not an easy question to answer. No, it's definitely yeah. not. And I think that's why there is no way, shape or form, that mm. we've given you an easy answer. Absolutely. I think what we've done essentially in this episode of Orm's Air is just sort of put our opinions forward and look into what other people are saying. And obviously we've gone within the Orms community at large and we've sort of asked the question, mm. we've posed the question to everybody. Absolutely. And you'll, you'll hear, you'll see that everybody has a different opinion of it and everybody has a different amount of points that they think need to be ticked or boxes mm. that they need to be ticked to be given the title of photographer. Yeah, so I think it's... It's definitely not a cut and dry. No. No. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll mm. kick off by saying mm. that buying a camera mm -hmm. or buying an extremely expensive camera and yeah. a lot of camera equipment does not make you a photographer. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere, I um, can't remember who the author was or where I read it, but um, the person said, you know, you don't, you don't buy a piano and, mm. you know, you're called a pianist. You don't yeah. buy a plane and you're a pilot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you don't buy a camera 
and just You're magically a become a photographer. No. But I think that um, having the correct intention and following through with your goals and your dreams for yourself, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean investing in yourself, mm. which if you are going down the road of photography, if that's your passion, if that's where you want to be, that does obviously come with an investment into the tools that you'll be using for your craft. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, physical tools and mm. the the mental yes, tools that, yes, that, yeah. that go along with it. And for me, from this whole discussion, um, your point about treating photography as a job, mm. treating it as a career, um, investing the same amount of time and energy into it, that kind of resonated with me yeah. you know, the most. Um, and, you know, if you, um, if you want to be a photographer... And you want to be able to call yourself a photographer, mm. put the time in, put the effort in, yeah. you know, and when you do get there one day, you know, treat it as the important thing that it is. Because um, at the end of the day, there is still something very special about being a photographer. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, you're, um, you're a creative, yes, but you're also... Um, you're in a creative field that evolves extremely quickly. Mm -hmm. And as we said with um, the rise of social media and specifically Instagram and that, yeah. there's so much more content out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, content to be consumed and content to inspire you. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a, a photographer. Yeah, to be within, in the world of photography. Absolutely, TV. absolutely. I mean, I th and I think as tech progresses and as society progresses, we're going to see that want and need to sort of document and convey emotion through images evolve and change, as you said. Absolutely. Um, I think photography, mm -hmm. for the last, you know, what are we looking at, the last hundred years, yeah. it's one of the few art forms that truly has the power to change to change the world. Yeah, completely. You know, um, to show everybody out there what is going on and have an yeah. impact on every human being. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a very important point actually. Is be, I mean we're in the we're in the age of the internet. We're in the age of instant knowledge and instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And when one single image shot from one side of the world can be viewed in the other in seconds, that is I mean that is groundbreaking. It's life changing. Yeah, that's yeah, that can affect change powerful. instantly. Absolutely. So I think yeah, I mean photography it, it's quite a it's if you think about it now it's quite a heavy quite a heavy title to have mm. I mean it's quite important what photographers do with their skill sets and how they produce work and I suppose obviously that in, is their intent with their images but again take images and you have the wrong intent that could have catastrophic effects absolutely mm. absolutely um, yeah you hold a lot of power yeah you do definitely um, but yeah at at the end of the day, um, that is what makes you a photographer. Mm. Yeah. Um, the will to do it, the drive to do it. Mm. Um, yes, getting paid for your work, if, if you treat it as a career, absolutely. Mm. Um, but having that intention to use imagery to effect change or to yeah. have an emotional impact on other human beings around you. Yeah. And, and that is essentially what you do through photography. Absolutely. Completely. Absolutely. Okay, so photographers, I hope you haven't scared you off. 
you know, you have you have quite a heavy, quite a, quite a, no, lost it, sorry. Drape the cape of photography over your shoulders and stand proud. I hereby you. <laughs> Photographer. <laughs> I'm coming down to Orms Cape Town and Dion will knight you with the um, label of photographer. Yeah, I'll use my proper camera. And then you can come to the marketing office and I'll use my smartphone. There we go. And then you're all round. <laughs> okay, so I think, I, I think all I wanted to say, um, I mean, it doesn't, it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily the ending, but it was more along the lines of um, definition-wise, and obviously we've unpacked this throughout our conversation, mm. but definition-wise, um, you can use the title of photographer if you pick up a smartphone and you're simply snapping away and posting images on Instagram. Yes, you are a photographer because you are photographing. But I think where, the, where we need to be very, very careful about using this word and misusing this word is when we allow it to have an assumed prefix, i.e. professional or amateur. So I think this is where we need to be very aware of things and yeah, just not dilute the the skill set and the sort of years and years and years of work and um, learning that goes into actually being and working towards being a professional photographer and making that your passion and your life goal. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what we what we also touched on, and mm. and I think what what I'm walking away with yeah. is after all of our discussions is this this, this idea that. Um, because the field of photography is evolving mm. so quickly right now, um, the very definition of what a photographer is is also changing, changing yeah. rapidly. Yeah. Um, and in a year's time when we sit here, it might not be the same. Yeah, I mean, maybe in a year's time we'll have this exact same conversation with a different conclusion. We very, we, yeah, very yeah. much, yeah. So um, thank you everybody for joining us for the first episode of Orms Air, the Orms podcast. Um, we so enjoyed having you a part of our first conversation where we've Absolutely. spoken about what it means to be a photographer. Um, yeah, I think, Dion, you were saying not a very easy topic. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, I think there's so much more that can be said about this. No, completely. Um, and even even right now, as I'm sitting here, my my idea of what a photographer is is still changing yeah. You know, um, yeah. and it changed as this conversation progressed. And um, yeah, I, I had fun. Yeah, so I think that's about it for this episode of Orms Air. But I would like to say thank you, Dion, so much for joining me in this conversation. It was oh, great to have pleasure. you. Pleasure, yeah. Yeah, I had a Thanks. great time. Yeah. And a special thank you goes to our show's producer, Jess Semple, for producing the show, mixing the audio, and doing all of the other stuff that she does. Absolutely. Thanks, Jess. Let's roll the outro. Bye. Cheers, guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Orms Air, the Orms podcast. I hope you've enjoyed being a part of the conversation as much as we've enjoyed having you. If you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for us, please get in touch by emailing ormsair at orms.co.za. Head on over to ormsair.buzzsprout.com and take a peek at this week's show notes for more information on any works referenced or topics discussed in this week's episode. If you've enjoyed this episode of Orms Air and feel that someone you know could be creatively enriched by joining us in conversation, why not share this episode with them and invite them to join our photographic community? Until next week, keep questioning, keep inspiring, and above all, 
keep creating.